0: Welcome to No Hope, the podcast. I was just dressing in Jersey Boys at that point. Hello, Hello, everyone, including our listeners from the Russian Federation. I'm oh so God. glad We're not to do- see that you are still here. We're not, We're not doing, doing it again. a geography I'm just, lesson
1: again today. It's just a shout out. <laughs> okay. It's just so
0: nice to see people returning. And since there's only one person listening from the Russian Federation, I'm assuming that it might be
1: the same person. Okay.
0: Um, so we are we are back here. I
1: am Tim Omiller. And I'm Scott Schneider. And this is and we are No Hope. No Hope. The, <laughs> the podcast. podcast. Yes. That was very awkward. <laughs> God help the Outcasts. Outcasts in the arts. See, we don't even need the Bette Midler clip anymore. God help the outcast. But it's it is really a good one, yeah. I have to say. Um, it's so dramatic. You know, I've been doing um, a Disney Renaissance binge, just so you know, which we've, yeah, as we keep, it keeps coming up on this podcast, but I, uh, I illegally have Disney plus right now. Uh, cause my what? friend John Oley, when visiting us, put in, uh, his password. So, oh, uh, I'm not I sure was, you're supposed to say that or his, well, last we're already name. getting sued as established oh, by, that's uh, true. Alan Menken. That's um, true. <laughs> and, uh, yeah but middler so i just want to make and sure there that isn't going lawsuits to come. um anyway no yeah I, i'm just it's a trial it's a trial i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pay for it soon um yeah anyway but i've been watching all of the uh the reboots that they've been doing recently and uh aladdin was last night's feature presentation didn't make it through it was really bad <laughs> you mean the the, um, the live, live action, action version? Yeah. of yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But Lion King was enjoyable, and I had seen Beauty and the Beast in the theater, uh, the, the new one. Uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm making my way through. Okay. Just thought you wanted to know that. Um, I'm a little jealous
0: because I would like to be watching The Mandalorian, but oh. it just feels like so much to add another fucking streaming service. Oh, I know that's what i, I our mean our lives as it is wide. like i need yeah. to strip back like in a yeah. couple months um yeah, yeah exactly.
1: we watched a few of those so it's okay. interesting okay yeah. well we'll talk about that later we will right now it's
0: time to pivot we actually right. we, it's time it is it is we have a very special guest Ooh. with us today a fellow kansan um who i met at kansas state university in the theater department, not when I was. We were not there at the same time. I should I should mention, um, because I don't want to. I don't want people to believe that we are the same age as we are <laughs> not. <laughs> for her sake, not for mine. Um, oh I would be happy if we if we had been in in class at the same time. I don't know what I'm talking about right now, so I'm going to stop. But her name is Mary Johnston Rutherford. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello. Mary is. Gosh. Okay. So this is one of the first questions because I feel like I don't actually know how to introduce you. Oh. So in the world of, um, you know, how do you professionally label yourself? What would you say if, you know, on your resume or on your LinkedIn or whatever, uh, you know, platform it is that you would be introducing yourself to the world? How would you introduce yourself?
2: I think at this point I'd probably introduce myself as a wardrobe supervisor, uh, um, wardrobe
0: supervisor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because it feels like you've, you're, I don't know, you have a pretty wide range of experience of, of um, things that you have done. Uh, So I think I'm not even sure what um, particular, were you, were you studying costume design when I met you? I was. or And acting,
2: I think, right? Like, I think I was still studying acting when you met me.
0: Okay, okay. So I I mean, of course, that was a few years ago, and a few years ago, which is crazy how many... I mean, it was what, like 2005, I
2: think? Oh, I think so. Oh, well. It was it's a long so, time ago.
0: I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, well, welcome so much. Okay, so Mary Johnson Rutherford, wardrobe supervisor, um, and... We are just thrilled to have you here because I feel like one of the things when I when we were talking about like guests that we could have on. First of all, it's always amazing to have another human being that has come from Kansas mm. who has who has really like sort of found a, a footing here in this fucking city, you know, which is so such a hard place to make that happen. Um, and then also because you have just uh, your, your breadth of experience is so very different from both of ours. Um, it 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 might be sort of, I don't know if this is accurate, but it felt as if as soon as you moved here, you were just working. And suddenly you were working on Broadway. Like within, I, I don't know if that's accurate, but it felt like you were just working like, in months, you were just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on Broadway. I'm working on Broadway. <laughs> and that every moment since then, you have been. Is that completely and totally wrong? Or is it kind of true?
2: It's it's kind of true. I can see where that would be the takeaway. <laughs> um, but it's only kind of true. I would actually say that Curtis, my husband, was immediately working when we came to the city. And then, thankfully, we learned very quickly that, you know, for a little bit, we could kind of piggyback each other into our positions
1: and okay. help each other
2: out just a little bit, which is something as a person who grew up in Kansas, you're like, oh, I don't want to ask anyone for help. I don't Mm. want to, you know, I'm not sure that I I want to step on that.
1: That is such a Midwest thing. And it's like to come to New York, you have to overcome that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You kind of have to be willing to say, this is who I know, and this is what they can do. And, you know, you have to get past that that hold up of saying I could use some totally. help to, you know, figure out how to do this. So it took me probably, I think it took like a year and a half in reality to get to Broadway. Um, okay.
1: But I okay. did,
2: I did step into a beautiful production because Curtis was working on Angels in America at the Signature Theater Company in oh, 2010. Wow. Yes, and I saw goodness. that production. Amazing production, and it had Billy Porter in it, and it had Christian burrell in it, and it had Zachary Quinto Zachary in it, Zachary Quinto, all sorts of big big oh names. Um, and we didn't know it at the time, you know, they weren't big yet; they were on kind of the precipice of becoming who they are now. Um, and it was just really lucky because that that company was growing. And so we got the chance to kind of experience that and then help them step into their new space too. Um, So that's kind of where we started and then quickly jumped to Broadway from there. But when I moved to the city, I I had no wardrobe experience. I had designed at Kansas State University. I had done some costume shop management. So I knew a lot of different costumey things, but I hadn't pulled that piece really in yet. I had taught ryan bruce how to dress people who is a that's amazing i as love well.
0: <laughs> yes and also he, we've worked with him like he i recorded know our show at Just Hub. Yeah. he recorded our show at yeah. green room 42 he worked uh he co-directed and 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 shot uh, our music video so yes that's
1: oh my god that, that's it's, amazing it's, we had a, a long running
2: check because he was whenever i designed at k-state he was always my lead dresser he was my wardrobe supervisor so he oh my was... gosh
1: I didn't even know yeah that he also like has that. Yeah. In his, yes. In his repertoire. Yes. Yes he does. It yeah. is not what something can that not you would do? necessarily I know I know it's not
0: something you would immediately think <laughs> yeah. like oh this guy is you know yeah has totally. these has these skills. Yeah. Okay. So let's back up just a little bit okay. because I want to talk about so where were you where where you Grew up. Were you born and raised in Hutchinson, Kansas? Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when did you, um, how how did you, oh, wait a second. I wanted to say one other thing, which is something that I just learned right before we started talking, because you have a guitar (laughs) and a ukulele hanging on the wall and you play these instruments, which I did not know that either. Um, When did you, did you, when did you start playing music? And when did you start becoming interested in theater?
2: Um, I started playing music. I think I started piano lessons in first grade. So I've been playing piano for about 11 years. And then in fifth grade, I picked up the oboe and I was singing like, Oh, any good Midwesterner, you know, I go to church and we sang all the time. And then you pick up the choir group here and the you know the show choir there and um
1: were you in show choir
2: i was in the show choir yeah
1: yes (laughs) oh i I I talk about show choir a lot on this podcast (laughs) like was bizarre amount
2: it was not glee show choir by any Mm. means um it was very small by comparison but it was still always fun i always loved singing and playing uh instruments and i did that all throughout, all through community college, really. And then as I shifted into Kansas State, I kind of dropped a little bit of that and realized that I was too timid to audition and do any of the Mm. musicals successfully. (laughs) I would, like, (laughs) freeze with my paper in hand or my my words would go out and I'd be like...
0: so in, you went to community college, did you go I in did. Hutchinson?
2: Yeah, I went in Hutchinson,
0: <laughs> and did you perform in Hutchinson?
2: I did yeah,
0: okay, so it was did. it was sort of that next piece, that bigger stage, the larger uh program and theater community that that was where it sort where where you sort of started to realize maybe that you weren't going to pursue that line
2: right, totally, and okay. it was really the audition process that told me I was not cut out for it because I would go to the Kansas state auditions and I would get so incredibly nervous. And then I would fret about it, like how it went, Mm -hmm. was I going to get a part, what was going to happen? And I thought, I don't, I don't think I have it in me ultimately to do this day in and day out as a profession. I just, I don't have that kind of strength.
1: Right. It definitely. Did you want takes to be an actor, certain... Schneider? No, never. never. No. Okay. I, mean, I mean, it was always, you know, piano was my gateway right, into right. the arts and sort of still still is sort of my main thing. But no, always, you know, participated in chorus and loved it, yeah, for the music element, but same way I, you know, I don't I never wanted to be an actor nor did I have the talent. So that decision was sort of made <laughs> well, for me. I, I'm sure I may have mentioned this before, but I and, and
0: Mary, apologies if you've already heard this story, but it was on the stages of Kansas State. It was on at Nichols Hall on stage that I was like, I, I, I'm not going to be an actor either. Like I'm not <laughs> going to do this anymore. Well, and it, what I, do you I, mean, I like did hate while
1: acting. Like you well, moment, I mean, kind like of. A kind moment, of. Like, like, like I was. Yeah, I was. No. <laughs> I mean, I
0: did hate auditioning, but once I got into a show, I found a little more I don't know I I would I would I would have more confidence once I got the role you know Mm -hmm. and I had some great great experiences my final year at K-State I did Speed the Plow which is a fucking hard show I mean I I walked Mm -hmm. around with a tape recorder to learn those lines you know it's three people oh my gosh um most most of the show is just two two guys talking and I was of course one of the guys I went around with my tape recorder to learn those lines and like de- every waking moment. Um, but it was the show that I did with Laura Kamiya and the Colorado Catechism, which is mm-hmm. still one of my favorite shows. But it was me on stage for periods of time. Like Laura would have little breaks. i never walked off the stage.
1: Oof. Wow, and I was just a,
0: a fucking mess. I was so stressed. Yeah. And I was like I the last I could eat popcorn at like two PM if I had a show at eight o'clock that night. I couldn't eat anything else before then or else I would literally be like in the bathroom <laughs> right before I went on stage. <laughs> oh, and I was yeah. like, What? I'm like, this is like, <laughs> like I'm at Kansas State University. Yeah. <laughs> like I am not like <laughs> on fucking Stepping Broadway on. or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't do this. So that was so I I, yeah, I really made that decision then. But (laughs) so what was was it always did you always kind of know after you finished the two years at at Hutchinson Community College that you were going to go to K-State? Did you look at other places or was that just sort of like. Um, what was the, I was, I'm just curious what, what, what brought you there, you know?
2: Right. Um, both of my parents went to K-State and my grandfather okay. actually went to K-State too. So there was a long line yes, of K-Staters. Lineage. Yep. A, a full yep. lineage. And I kind of knew myself well enough to say, okay, I don't want to go to leave town right away. So that was the community mm. college. And then I knew that I didn't want to leave the state right away. So then I wanted to find a school in state and I thought, well, I like, you know, I like what K-State is and they loved it and so I'll just go there and and honestly the audition with the theater department was delightful it was clear that there were a bunch of people there who really cared about the students and really cared about the work they were doing and um so that was an easy decision easy easy. yeah and
0: beautiful facilities I mean to have the theater in a castle and the limestone campus I mean it was Mm. I still I mean, I went to graduate school in Ohio, and I've actually never been back there. And I loved it; you know, it was a great experience overall. Right. But but K State is definitely like the the place that I think about like really growing up, and you know, finding myself in in such a significant way. And and the people, all of the people, the faculty, and um, and obviously my you know my most of my dearest friends I made during that time. So absolutely, not most, yeah. but many. I should say. Yeah. I should say. Um. So when you went, you were... Were you a double, like, sort of double interest? You were a theater major but in costume design and acting. Uh, Initially, that was your your move. Okay, that
2: was definitely my initial move because I thought uh, I'd like to learn more about costumes. And Dana, who is the costume design professor, still there today, kind of swooped me in with my tiny, awful-rid dreams of a show that I had designed in community college. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, when she... When she sets her eye on you, then that's it. You're in it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I feel very much that way. (laughs) In the best way. In the best way.
0: (laughs) And I want to talk about you, but I also, because you brought him up, your husband, and the fact that you both work in the theater, and as you said, you both work uh, I mean, obviously, we're we're uh, cutting out the last twelve and a half months um, because <laughs> we all why? Did something this. Happen? <laughs> what? I haven't.
2: Yeah, have I noticed Stop. anything? You're, no right. You're right.
0: You're right. You're right. You're, you know, <laughs> oh, never mind. Goodness. Let's let. No. Um, when did you meet Curtis, and how did that happen? I don't actually know if I know that story. Oh, if you don't mind sharing? I don't mind us.
2: sharing yeah. that. It's a very cute story. Um, Curtis and I actually met in seventh grade oh yeah wow Uh, oh my gosh that's amazing we were doing the community theater production of winnie the
0: pooh (laughs) (laughs) yes you're right this is (laughs) is amazing
1: (laughs) who like who is who
2: he was rabbit so he (laughs) had the named speaking part and i was um you know background actor so <laughs> I named myself gopher because we didn't have a gopher in the production and I knew gopher was very important
1: <laughs> oh.
2: so uh, that's when we first met but we didn't then we had like productions that we did in community theater on and off we didn't go to the same schools um, and then finally when we were seniors in high school we had been in the same friend circles enough mm. and so one of our friends kind of connected us in a very high school manner. And, (laughs) uh, and, and then I'm going to really embarrass him because he came over one night and I knew like he wanted to ask me out, but I hadn't really had a boyfriend before per se. You know, I'd kind of gone on a few dates here and there with other guys. And so he went to give me a hug goodbye the night that he asked me out. And he said, I just don't ever want to let you go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. That's and he didn't.
2: And he didn't. And that was it. And <laughs> oh. I literally like spent 12 hours trying to figure out what that meant. Does that mean we're together? Are we, what just happened? <laughs> Let's rewind and figure that okay, out. You need but, um, to break
1: this down for me. That's yeah. like, oh my exactly. gosh. Excellent. And
0: so then you started dating and you have been together since then?
2: We have been together since then. That is true, so we've been together 21 years. Wow. Wow
1: so that is but we're remarkable we're all in all, all in very long-term relationships i feel like this is like um you know we're i'm 20 years in
2: in yeah. january
1: um and tim you, what, what are what are you i mean you're knocking on that door yeah. a couple uh, of years yeah i right? mean i usually say that we've been together for like eight
0: yeah. but which is not really possible because we've you know been right. living in the same place for like 10 and a half but <laughs> yeah um it's yeah it's been like almost 18 years i think or yeah. maybe even wow. yeah yeah. that's crazy wow. oh, oh my god gosh. That's amazing. but I mean I think there is something very remarkable about having that sort of thing happen mm-hmm. at that at that particular age yeah, in your life absolutely and, and continuing mm-hmm. you know I mean to, to be able to and I think okay so there's a couple of other questions <laughs> that I want to ask you about <laughs> um, which are all gonna I think hopefully you know mesh together with with that okay um, because you graduated, what year was that, that you graduated from K-State?
2: From K-State. Uh, so I did a bachelor's that I graduated from in 2005 and then did a master's and graduated in 2008.
0: Okay, okay. So you so you were finished in 2008 and then you didn't move to New York right away. Right. You went on a journey.
2: We did, yeah. Yeah. Um, we kind of looked at it. Curtis and I had looked at our, our trek and our path of where we were going. And we said, we'd like to go to New York first, but we're not quite sure we're ready for that. And once we go there, we're kind of probably going to land there for at least five years. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we wanted to go to Europe first and do a backpacking trek around Europe. And our hope was that we could go for like two years and just, you know, work on the side doing pibbly things here and there um but we ended up out for about six months which is still pretty incredible oh my gosh that's so, amazing where, uh, where did you
1: incredible. where all did you go
2: um we went to 17 different countries wow. uh we kind of utilized the ryanair flights and all those things that were like zero dollars at the time you paid yeah, for taxes yeah. that was it um but we started what was out it ryanair ryanair uh-huh. and there's okay. another one i think it's Easy Chat, maybe. Easy
1: Chat. Yeah, Easy okay. Chat. I remember that like, one. I definitely remember that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. What so we utilized uh, all of that, and that was like just puddle jumping wherever we found the next cheap flight. Wow, that's awesome. Of
1: yeah. the seventeen, what were your three favorites? Oofta. Mm. Realize that's probably tough, but
2: it is tough. I really like to liked put Spain. In the spot. No, no, it's good. <laughs> I really liked Spain a lot. That okay. was beautiful everywhere. Where we did you there. go in Spain? We did Barcelona and Madrid. Oh.
1: Okay, I haven't been to also, Madrid, but I love Barcelona. Beautiful, beautiful Barcelona. Yeah.
2: that's absolutely what what mm-hmm. sealed it. Barcelona is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, um, and we spent like three weeks in a town called Salamanca, mm. which was a mutual friend connected us, and we ended up having free housing there for three weeks. So we oh. kind of practiced Spanish for a while and roamed around the Spanish countryside. It was lovely. Oh my god! <laughs> oh
1: my I'm gosh. like, can I do that like tomorrow? I know, it sounds right? amazing. <laughs>
2: It was so beautiful. It was so oh. beautiful. Um, so Spain, I really liked Prague. Prague was beautiful.
1: Mm. Nice.
2: We wandered did you around go there so much. Been. It was beautiful. How
0: long? Like how long did you spend in Prague?
2: I feel like we were there about a week okay we always did they had free walking tours wherever we went and so we would hit up the free walking tour first and then we'd kind of just to get your like lay of the
1: land and see what you wanted to do yeah yeah and then we'd kind of determine
2: where we wanted to wander from there because we didn't have any cell phones to guide the way we were Mm -hmm. just on like little paper maps it was at the (laughs) at the dawning of the true exactly smartphone that you could carry around and never have to think about where you were going
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay you have one more i
2: know one more
0: gosh hmm. i can interrupt by saying that i we we got to meet you in Berlin mm-hmm. i think i was there on a, i'm sure i was there on a on a blue, blue Men Men. Work trip to,
2: yeah definitely and
0: we went to kumpel nest mm-hmm. which is one of the what is that my favorite and most bizarre little bar it's just a very strange little spot in that is actually not very far from uh, Potsdamer Platz, which is kind of like a, you know, I mean, it's not really Times Square, but it's kind of like a businessy, okay, you know, touristy spot. And then, not like a maybe ten-minute walk, is this bizarre little place that's been there for a very long time that feels kind of Weimar at Berlin, Ooh. you know, Weimar Republicish. Okay, it's it's just a the most strange combination of clientele and decor. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's like, um, it's like disco punk meets like, um, that that you know that Indian place that we used to go to on oh, First Avenue? Extraordinarily gaudy and yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, where you it's have just to, like, like stoop down it's to like, just get your get strange. Your table. Like, yeah. Very yeah. strange spot and really and it's just basically always open. Like if you go there on a Friday at at midnight mm. you can still be so there at the 7 two o'clock of you met morning. there? Yeah. Well Curtis and to- Yes. Yeah. Curtis and Mary met yeah. me and then a bunch of other blue man folks. Um
2: it was the perfect Tama Miller place. It was. It sounds yeah. very very. <laughs> exactly where I expected you to take us in for I don't know. Yeah, well,
1: obviously. Oh good, <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, obviously,
0: we're a, here. I have a lot of photos from that night, so which oh. is a good thing because I don't necessarily remember a lot of. <laughs> oh, there weren't yeah. shots involved, were there? Of, oh, course, of course, there were shots. Definitely.
2: <laughs> um, oh gosh. Okay. I got it. Uh, okay. Capri, I think, is the third. One, Ooh. I would say. I've Geography.
1: actually been there too, shockingly.
0: It's gorgeous. I don't even the, know gorgeous. what that means. Actually. What it <laughs> means. No, this is here I am at 101 Geography. Back to. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't, God, I don't please, understand. Please, please, I don't, I don't, want to don't understand a rewind about islands.
1: It's an <laughs>
2: island just off of Italy. Like, yeah. we. Okay. So we went down there, uh, it's like down at the south tip of Italy, and we took a boat over to Capri and stayed for three or four nights, I think, Um, rented a moped, did all of the very Italian things, but they also had the most delicious Caprice salad I've ever had. I presume that's where it was named from, and uh, that just was a lovely, lovely time. We had like a little Italian mama who took care of us in the place that we were staying. And we'd go out and sit at sunset and she would bring us wine and say, here, drink, drink. (sighs) It was beautiful. It was very. That
0: does sound lovely. amazing. It's Italians
1: know how to live. Oh, and travel right now live. sounds so amazing. Oh, like we need an abrupt uh, subject change, John Miller. I know. I
2: part? love it's to travel. Really <laughs> de- it's making me so depressed.
1: I, well, I, you know the thing that I the thing that I
0: love about it so much is that that, that you made that decision together, and that you mm. kind of realized, as you said, that once yeah. you start down this path of like trying to get work and 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 being. It landing in new york like you said it's it would be a really difficult thing to imagine saying like we're going to travel for six months like that just doesn't fucking happen Yeah, like once you're on the on the hamster wheel it's kind of kind of hard to hop off yeah 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 Yeah. so i love that and i love the fact that you made that decision together and, and went through that that journey together is there are there any stories of like moments where you thought oh, my God, why have we done this? And you wanted to kill Curtis? <laughs> A. Or the opposite, Are there were there many moments where you were like, oh, my God, this is so perfect, and I can't believe that we did Winnie the Pooh together? <laughs> did you ever say that out loud to each other in Italy while you were, like, toasting wine? <laughs> wow.
2: No, I actually, <laughs> I love it. A donkey named Eeyore is his friend. And little woo and Tigger, too. There's Rabbit and Piglet, and there's
1: Owl. But most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. tubby little cubby
2: all stuffed with fluffies. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, so long
0: ago. Winnie the Pooh brought us together. (laughs) It
2: brought us together. Um, (laughs) No, I'd actually say that the final thing that it did for us, um, we had many, I'll call them discussions, um, but we kind of solidified our communication, which we had always Mm, worked together really well. We would often work together in school and people would not realize that we were together because we Mm. communicated so well and didn't fight in workspaces or anything like that and um when we were out there we really got to kind of hash through things and we kind of solidified that communication which i think we needed before we moved to the city because then we went 90 to nothing and we would go you know weeks just not really getting to spend a lot of time with each other Mm -hmm. so yeah that's um, i
0: mean being in this industry together and working in d- different places and working schedules that are... I know we're going to get more into that, but okay. Yeah. So you arrived in, <laughs> the, in New York. When... What year was that? And yeah, what year was it that you moved here?
2: 2010. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And this is the funniest thing because... um Schneider, you remember the basement that I lived in, that John and I lived in, in Brooklyn. Of course. So when we moved out of that basement, guess who moved in? No. Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I so. strongly encouraged him to move out of there because I moved up to Washington <laughs> Heights. Then he moved there, and I distinctly remember the first time I went over there for a work session. Uh-huh. I, like, you know, and you know, like the MTA, you know, on the best of days. Oh, it's well, like well, yeah. It's mon- just away a monstrosity. The of <laughs> By the time I got there, I was, like, fit to be tied, and I was like, I could have gone to Philadelphia <laughs> in the amount of time <laughs> it took me to get here. Oh. So, yeah, I think I, like, made it to that apartment. <laughs> Like, I could count on one hand, bro. Yeah. Yeah, And we lived there for almost three years.
0: So yeah, you, you probably, it was, was I loved living there. It was super fun. So you you moved there and then you started working at signature, like, pretty quickly after that
2: right we had actually started working before we moved there because we subletted for a little bit while you and john finished buying your place mm. <sighs> and then uh and yeah we were at signature within like a month of being in the city and essentially curtis started working carpentry for them and building okay. the set and rebuilding and so much rebuilding michael greif definitely had them like just completely redoing almost every night um, oh well it was fascinating and I had no idea who Michael Greif was and I had no idea that he was a big deal at all. I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he making you do so much work? <laughs> I'm like, huh, that seems like a bum move. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, we, we moved into Brooklyn then and we were there for three years as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the amazing thing is, is that the next time you moved, I, you moved to Washington Heights. Then we moved
2: to Washington <laughs> Heights. <laughs> Yes.
0: Which was on Fort Washington what? in like 183 or something. 182? I thought
2: 181. Really, we were kind of 181.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened after signature? I want to hear about your um, sort of your yeah. What is you know? Let's talk about that. That from the signature gig and what were you doing there for um, for the Angels production mm-hmm. through. You know, when was that first point that you that that you then? What did you say? Like a year and a half um, yeah. started working on Broadway.
2: Yeah, it was about a year and a half to Broadway. I was working for Signature Theater Company. I was doing um, mostly swing work, which is when you kind of substitute for people on tracks. So you go in and you learn the track, and then you jump in when they need to go out or they're sick or anything like that. That's when you go in and do that. Angels actually only had one wardrobe person doing all of the quick changes.
0: Oh my um, god!
2: Oh. My God. Well, oh that's my God. intense
0: because that production was, uh, I, I mean, I've said this publicly, so I hope that I'm not offending you. Like, I think short on imagination mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, Mr. Grief's uh, uh, take on it mm-hmm. and really heavy on like, yes, there was so much stuff. There was hmm. everything was very built out. Everything yes. was very, you know, there was so that's crazy. The production elements. There was one dresser.
2: Yeah. There was one dresser and one wig person. And so I went in for the dresser because she got to know Curtis and Curtis was like, yeah, my wife does costume stuff. And I was like, you just volunteered me for something I know nothing about in <laughs> essence. I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally do that. I can do that. Um, and there were, I mean, it was insane. I think I can still remember that in act one, part one, there were like twenty three quick changes and then in act one part two there were like 21 quick changes and oh my gosh part you know it was no different for both shows there were always that many things and you were always like running to the next thing down the tiny little hallway trying to get through it all and i thought oh my gosh oh my gosh and you had to change i remember the biggest change was changing billy porter it was, like, out of this silky top and these high-rise pants and heels into a full three-piece suit with a tie, with socks, with shoes, with a coat on top, a heavy winter coat and a hat. And you had to, like, do 30 seconds in this teeny tiny, oh, like, two-foot-by-two-foot two space, and you're the only dresser. <clears throat> ah! and I thought, okay. And I just... I just did it. I just said, "Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this." And when I finished that production, I knew that I was ready to go to Broadway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna wow, say I that really situation did. like that. It seems like such a crash course that it's kind of like. It, yeah all right throw it throw it at what, what do you got what, what do you got throw exactly. it at me i've been yeah. there, done that wow that's amazing
2: yeah
0: that yeah. is that is insane i mean talk about like rise yeah just like rising to the occasion mm-hmm. and not letting that pressure get you um is uh, it's interesting like the 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 comparison of you know the pressure of or the that spotlight as an actor but somehow the spotlight. In this situation, particular way. Yeah. Didn't it, like you were like, all right, I'm I mean, I've never actually seen you in a situation where I felt like you were stressed. <laughs> I don't know if if you had been, but you always seem very like level, very grounded. Um, and obviously, I'm sure we all have our moments, but I, I, it's, it's, it's just, just, yeah, fascinating observation. Okay, so what happened next? What after? What happened after signature?
2: So after signature, mm-hmm. uh, I spent about a year kind of in limbo, and we Signature Theatre moved from that tiny space where they were doing Angels in America. We did one more show with them. Curtis and I actually got to work. That was like our last full production that we really, really worked together, which was the Illusion, and then uh, they opened the space three theaters so I basically kind of started transition there I was asked to the person I was subbing for on Angels became the kind of costume shop supervisor in the new space and she asked me to assist her so I did and then I would also go I started doing day work with Jersey Boys and I had started to like shift a little bit that way as well And I think it was 2011 I actually got a gig because of the wig supervisor on angels. This is like the, everybody, you know, right. You start mm -hmm, to get to know everybody and it all connects and you have to be willing to say, Oh, that's so cool. It. You know, is there a way that I can do that too, or how did you do that? And you know, how can I do that? And that's in essence the questions I was asking to kind of and getting to know everybody to get there. But the wig supervisor. Yeah. So how did
0: you how did you get the Jersey Boys day work?
2: The Jersey Boys day work was thanks to Dana because when we had come to uh, New York when I was in grad school, I had met her actually in undergrad. I think I came one year in undergrad, one year in grad school. And I met like three of her friends who she had been longtime friends with here. And I dropped my resume off at the Jersey boy stage store because her name's Janet Anderson. And, um, I knew that she was working there and so I, I did it on like a Friday afternoon when she said that she was normally there for day work and on the outside of this like rote envelope I had dropped at six stage doors I said please see Jana Anderson for reference mm-hmm. and so Lee Austin who was working with her um, and he was the supervisor that afternoon he was looking for people to like stitch extra things for one of the tours that was going up he literally called her down over the loudspeaker. She'll tell the story. And she's like, he's like, Janet Anderson, I need you to come downstairs. And she was like, oh, OK. And he she walked in and he just held my resume up in front of her face and was like, <laughs> what do you think? She's like, oh, uh, because uh, I hadn't told her I was going to do it. <laughs> so she's totally, like, oh, uh. blind, Totally by surprise. Right. Totally, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's, like, all <laughs> she said. And he called me and uh, had me come in and start working for him.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so. so just to, just, I want, I'm curious about schedule. Like, mm-hmm. are you working, like fucking 12 14 hours a day at this point because you're doing day work at jersey boys and and running the show at night or what is this okay so yeah (laughs) you were just working a lot
2: i think there were days by by the time that we were opening at signature and i was trying to balance jersey boys and then i had done some radio city stuff at that point too it was all like i would get up at like six o'clock in the morning and i'd come into the city by eight o'clock and then i'd like do my first gig and then i'd run and do this other part. And then I come back to the next thing. It was, it was a full balancing act of like, how can I fit all of the pieces into my schedule to make this work? Um, and it wasn't the only time that I would do it. Right. Cause in New York, you just, you try and cram it all in so that you can get the next thing. And that's in essence, what I spent the first like five years of my career doing. So, Oh
0: my gosh. That And so you would get home at what? like eleven thirty or twelve? Yeah, like eleven thirty twelve and sleep oh. for six hours and then do get it up again and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and what about did you have Mondays off, or were you in doing day work on Mondays?
2: No, I feel like Broadway had Mondays off, but then signature, the new project didn't have Mondays off. So I oh feel my like. God. I was constantly going. And if I got some time, it might have been on like a Sunday morning because I I recall in Brooklyn several mornings where we got to go out to the back porch and drink Bloody Marys with Tanya. And, (laughs) you know, like that is a fond memory for me. So I think there were Sunday mornings maybe off.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. All right, that's intense. I mean, I knew that you both, and Curtis was basically doing a similar thing, right? He was I kind mean, you of were doing were both a just thing. working yeah. so much. Yeah. When did that break? Like, when you said, uh, you said around five years. What was, what was that sort of point where you realized it was going to maybe be a little less intense?
2: Well, I think probably it was about the time I got pregnant with Aurora. <laughs>
0: okay, I, well that was a part that was a, that was yeah that was a question. So good. I mean, I guess well, what do you think that that one caused the other, or do you think that, or, or you know what I mean? Like you right. realize like oh I have some time I can I can this I can is this. and had you talked about starting a family?
2: Did we you, had talked did you about it. Yeah, we had talked about it. Pinpoint a date it. or. Uh, we didn't pinpoint an exact date, but we were kind of looking at it and trying to like say, okay, so are how comfortable are we? Are we comfortable enough to have a family? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, probably about the time we started trying is about when I leveled off a little bit and maybe had like four hours in the morning before I did a whole day of work or whatever. Um And so, yeah, we talked about it, but I, I think both Curtis and I would now say, well, we wouldn't change anything about having Aurora. We we also could have probably used like an extra two years of buffer in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: But as they say, there's never yeah, exactly. a good time. You there's know, never there's a good time. Never, <laughs> There's never a right time. I shouldn't say the good time. Yeah. There's never a right time. Never a right time. Um, yeah. It can always be a good time. But um, so, what, <laughs> so yes, you're oh, a it mother was a good time. <laughs> um, to Aurora, who is now, how old is she?
2: She is four and a half. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh! I was gonna say five, so I was not too far off. No. All right.
2: Yeah, it's coming up.
0: That is that is crazy. Okay, so you had Aurora. Yes. You were working up until. How long did you work?
2: Uh, You are pregnant for forty weeks normally. That's full term, and I worked up until thirty-eight weeks.
1: Oh my goodness! Wow. (laughs) And I
2: was just dressing Jersey Boys at that point, (coughs) so I was like. Getting up and down with my pregnant belly and doing women's shoes and, you know. I was going to say,
1: it's that. still, like, very – it's, like, physical work.
2: Very physical work. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: How long, how long did you stay at
0: Jersey Boys then? And did – were you – did you take – were you able to, like, sort of take maternity leave from Jersey Boys or yeah. when you, yeah, how did how did that work?
2: Yeah, so Jersey Boys, I, I'll say out loud, Jersey Boys is not the only show that I was at, but Jersey Boys is the longest show that I've been at because in essence, Lee Austin, who hired me on there, let me kind of come and go. I built up a really good rapport with him. And several times he was like, if I didn't like you, you wouldn't be able to go and do these <laughs> things and then come back to me. Um, but I swung for him for like, the first four years that I was on his team. Mm. And then the last year before Aurora was born, I ended up with a permanent track. So he let me take a maternity leave from that while I was on a maternity leave, which is by the way, in theater, totally unpaid. It's, you know, you're just taking your time. That's it. Whatever they'll give you. But, um, But he let me do that. And I think I took 10 weeks because I wasn't fully sure when I left how long I would want. And he was like, well, you're going to want months. And I was like, well, I might want Mm -hmm. months. But then like a month after Aurora was born, they announced that Jersey Boys was going to close in January. Mm. (laughs) She was born in August. So they announced in like September maybe that it was closing. Okay, okay. And I just thought, oh. I'm like that's where I started on Broadway. I mm. have such a tie to that. My heart yeah. is so in it. Um, you wanted to so see it was going to like
1: bum you out yeah. to not the prospect of not closing.
2: Yeah, yeah and, and I really wanted sense. to see it through, so and then Lee did an amazing thing for me which I I don't know that many supervisors would do which is instead of me going back full time, I actually got to just on the weekend so i would run the friday saturday sunday shows and janet anderson who had gotten me the job in essence originally ran the front half of the week on my truck
1: that's so so that's amazing they were like flexible with you it sounds Dad. like a well i mean great family i
0: think people. hopefully dear listeners including you in the russian federation you can hear mary <laughs> johnson rutherford it is uh, one of the kindest and most generous people generous of spirit that i've ever met and so i can it's not difficult for me mm-hmm. to imagine that uh, someone would do whatever they could to keep you a, and also to to you know give back because you are um, yeah you that's just who you are so. I Thank I can I, that, but that's nice to hear too. That's nice to hear that someone was very human, extraordinarily human in this business as we have been learning recently so many people are not, which we all know.
2: Right, right,
1: yes. Of course.
0: Um man it is it is it is in the headlines right now, sure so it's it great is. to hear that yeah. someone was actually, you know, very kind to you. Yeah. Um can so I what ask are some a, of the Oh, no.
1: oh yeah, please. Oh, I was just going to say, can I ask a dumb question which is what other oh, sure. what other I mean Jersey boys sounds like it has a really fond place in your heart. What other shows have you worked on on, on broadway or otherwise I've,
2: I've done um a number of shows actually on broadway uh let's see if i can list them off in my head i should have printed out the resume today or something uh i, I can didn't.
0: i think escape to margaritaville escape nope. to
2: margaritaville
0: okay. aladdin.
2: aladdin oh no
1: and i said a horrible dr. thing Chimago. about aladdin at the top <laughs> of <right>. this episode <laughs> <laughs> whoops
2: dr shivago <laughs> allegiance Okay.
0: Oh, I didn't have that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Allegiant. okay. Nice.
2: Uh, Nice work if you can get it. Okay. I actually did some day work in there. Um, I actually worked on American Psycho. I did some stitching for them.
1: Oh, really? I, I like I theater show. regrets. I know. I, I was just, just going to say, theater regret, I wish I had seen that show. Did, did you
0: see it? How was it?
2: I, I did see it. And I think probably Tim, knowing you, you would have really liked it. Scott, you may mm. have then really liked it as well. For me, it was... It was not my yeah. cup of tea, but Curtis loved it. So it was mm, like okay. a like it, hate it kind of theater experience. I yes. Think. Yeah. Yes. So I landed more in the hate it. If we were going to talk about musicals, I didn't like.
1: Oh, okay. That could okay. Be that, might've, that might've made the cut. <laughs> that might've made <laughs> the not cut. Or not made the cut, if you will. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm trying to think what else I worked at, at Radio City Music Hall for like four seasons of the Christmas Spectacular, which was amazing. Wow. Oh my
1: God, that must be intense. That has to be intense.
2: Intense. I mean, how
1: many shows do they do again a day? It's like... Uh,
2: By the end of the season, because you've got two teams working together, at least in the dressing team and the rockette team, you've got 16 shows a week. Wow. And there was one season where I was working opposite of someone who was pregnant and had some pregnancy things to deal with and so okay. i did like 22 shows in a week i think at one
1: point <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness Lord. wow that is intense
2: <laughs> it's intense it's intense but it was mm-hmm. always fun and those women are just brilliantly intelligent wonderful people to mm-hmm. be around so that was always good too wow.
1: um
2: and then i did of miss of course Daegan. you worked... oh
1: you did oh that? really oh, i do oh, remember nice. that but i didn't write that I down saw either them. man I
0: saw i've that. missed a lot of them <laughs>
2: So I think bad. I'm missing some too, but of course the reason you invited me on the share show, the right. oh, share yes. show, Cher, which we have to we talk about, about yeah.
0: Yeah. we didn't even put that on our on our on our uh, list. Hacks, but we'll we'll, we're we're we'll do that we'll do that in a minute. Yep. Okay, no, that's good. and then you were just working on when all of this went down, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just working on Country. Girl from the North Country. It was my first supervising position. I come off of oh, Freestyle Love Supreme and then oh, yes. as a dresser, right. right? And then right. Uh, and then I got this gig as a wardrobe supervisor. And the other supervisor that I've worked with extensively, Rick Kelly, who had me as his assistant for Miss Saigon, actually got me the position at Girl from the North Country. He was going to maybe supervise it and then he ended up on Moulin Rouge and he said, you should go for this. I think you can do it. And I said, I, I really was thinking there was like another 20 years before this happened. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and he said, No, 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 you're ready for it now. Just, you know, make a resume and I've recommended you and, and see if they'll hire you go for it. So that's where I was at when this all went down. And that's the reason I say wardrobe supervisor now because with any due luck,
0: Uh, that's
2: where we'll end up back when we get to go back. So
0: so, tell, can you tell us about that? That uh, obviously all too short lived experience. So, you started in when? When did that production come together? When did you start the.
2: January. So, January of 2020, okay. right? Okay. Started. And then previews
0: started in February?
2: February 5th, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. February 5th. And the I show
0: think. had not opened yet.
2: It had it? opened. It, it had opened. It had opened. Okay. No, okay. We, were, we were the last musical uh, to be reviewed by. Uh oh, New York Times.
1: Oh, yeah. Who reviewed it? it ben, yes. Brantley or? ben Brantley. Ben Brantley. There we go. Yeah, Brantley yeah, yeah.
2: reviewed it. Yep. So yeah. he's retired now during the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, he and did. he gave us an a glowing review. A glowing review. Oh my which god. Which was incredible because he never does that. No. Ever. <laughs> it's like, ever. He always writes
1: like hates everything.
2: Everything <laughs> it seems
0: like. Everything. So you ran. So so the the show was open on March fifth, and then. The last show was Thursday, March 10th. Is that when Wednesday, March
2: happened? 11th? Yeah. Wednesday, March 11th. Wednesday, March 11th. Okay. On Thursday, March 12th, they closed everything down, so yeah, we didn't get around the show that night. It is
1: burned um, into my psyche. March 12th, because I, I work at the Met Opera and we closed oh. on the 12th along with Broadway, and so it's yeah. like March 12th is like yeah, it's completely oh, yeah. seared in my brain. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a date we'll never forget in the no. theater
2: industry ever. No, it will no, always it be there. Wild.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I had tickets to see the Tina Turner musical that evening. <laughs> on Thursday? <laughs> on Thursday, the night on that Thursday. Broadway shut down. And was okay. still planning to attend, which in yeah. hindsight was maybe not the wisest choice. But well, I mean, <laughs> we, didn't know we were
0: all better. in denial. Exactly. We, we were all better. in denial. When I yeah. started seeing people in masks on the subway, I was like, what are this is ridiculous. Oh, totally. You yeah. know, I, I was, was like, so, what, I mean, this is so I mean, overblown. A, what is, what is I'm a little on? bit exactly. of a germaphobe. So I was like, yeah. oh gosh, I'm not going to touch anything, but I still, sure. but I still was annoyed with it, you know? Totally, right. totally. Um, and then, so, yeah, that it. uh it, oh, it's just crazy. It's uh, so you had that experience. I mean, that's it's awesome that you had the experience yeah. Yeah. and that you that the show opened for some reason. Right. I I, which I even knew because I've talked about the girl from the North Country on yeah. this very podcast, Ooh. but I had forgotten that the show actually opened. I knew it had started previews, but I right. but I did not remember that it opened. Yeah, so, we were probably. Um,
2: big COVID spreaders at our opening night when I think back about it, right? We were all in
1: oh, like the, the Brian Park just oh. in each other's
2: faces.
1: Totally.
0: Yikes. Did you, um, uh, mm. you don't have to answer this question and we can always uh, edit it out, but did you get COVID?
2: I did not. In, I okay. did not get COVID, not to my yeah. knowledge. Curtis and I, we've debated several times whether or not we did, but I actually yeah. am newly fully vaccinated. Wow! Yay! Congratulations!
1: Me too! Me too. Me too. Oh, oh my god! I can't wait it to feels see humans. So good. And, and, <laughs> can, can't wait to see people not on a screen, like in real life. I can't oh wait goodness. to see the, a piece of theater
0: again. Oh. I mean, I would, I would see. Anything. oh my god totally totally anything but it is interesting I see, because uh, i would see sweeney todd that's how that's how <laughs> i excited would see i would sweeney be todd because it's to one the of inner. the best
1: musicals because ever made so awful Ugh, you and should long tim and, and i like obnoxiously weirdly boring. weirdly are agreeing more than i would have thought uh oh. yeah with this that's podcast, true. It's true. but uh, but that is one area sweeney where, todd we, a where we hey, sweeney very todd. much disagree <laughs> <laughs> like in the top three it's so long. Sondheim. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Not so um,
0: how is it like, so how, like, I mean, you kind of talked about this, but I'm curious, how is it being a working mother on Broadway, like was it was it a pretty like because of that wonderful situation that you that you were able to do at um, Jersey Boys was the transition fairly smooth? What was that like? Because again, I feel like you have such a unique experience to to tell us about that we don't really talk about very much on this podcast, right? Which is. Motherhood, I mean, obviously, but also <laughs> <laughs> we haven't spoken to that many people that have children, you know, so I, I think that's a, a really
2: valuable perspective. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting transition for us because we didn't really have to have any sitters until Jersey Boys closed. And then we had Curtis's mom come out and spend like the first month of Saigon with mm-hmm. us because – I wasn't sure how you were there. He was trying to get into local one. So he had really Mm. started that transition when Aurora was being born and we were both kind of still in the midst of really growing our careers. And, um, that was very helpful. That was probably the best way to start transitioning. And then we just happened into a nanny for the first year. That was so brilliant and so lovely. And she is to this day, really part of our family because Oh, she was essential. Awesome. She would spend like 50 hours a week with Aurora while Curtis and I were out working. Um, and she just took care of the whole picture. Like we just got very, very lucky there. And I think had that not happened, I would have been very stressed out that first year and I might not have made it. Um, <laughs> I might not have made it through. Cause then we started, she started doing nursing school and we started kind of bal- doing the balancing act, which I'm sure most theater parents do, which is, you don't have the option of daycare because you're not really working during the day. You've gotta find child yeah. care that can come into your home, be with your kids to put them to bed the whole night. Right.
1: Right. Um, right.
2: So right. that that and balancing act yeah, is does seem
1: like extra challenging
2: extra it is extra Mm -hmm. yeah so we started like combining our google calendars together and you know texting one another as soon as we had extra work and then i would write out to all of the sitters and say hey are you available oh wait this person can't be with us on wednesday but this person can this person can't be with us on friday but this person can (laughs) it's a very odd balancing act um But I'll tell you what, I had always wondered whether or not I would have any regrets about being a working mom and this pandemic has fixed that for me because I have had a year <laughs> of getting to be a stay at home mom, <laughs> um, which is also a very challenging thing to do. And I realized that I'm, I'm a more whole person for Aurora when I'm working. Like right, I yeah. love genuinely the things that I get to do. I love the people that I get to work with. And I, I feel like I'm making an impact. I can hear the audience at night reacting to the show and, and, and that whole picture for me just makes me a better whole person for her. So it's it's definitely worth it. Um, and, and I, I can't that. wait to go love back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think is there be any word? Have said. you
0: have ha, yeah. is, is is there any like you know little inkling of any, when?
1: I, I, any I, carrots f- being dangled? I feel and, like right, you know, I word. keep
0: still hearing July-ish, yeah. but then September, and I'm not like nothing. I don't right. think anything has actually been printed anywhere definitively but um
2: i feel like um our producers have been really lovely for us they keep saying we're so excited to come back we'll see mm -hmm. you again we're going to be back at the belasco that's going to happen for sure um so that's all been very hopeful but i think realistically it's not before september like that is definitely true and really it kind of all depends on how the negotiations with unions probably are going and how right. the, you know, all the inner workings that Curtis and I have tried to have conversations about. And we're just like, I don't even know how you begin to reopen Broadway. We can't all open at yeah. once. Sure, There yeah. are yeah. enough right. people to like do all of the texts that are gonna have to happen because we've been off for so long. It's so complex, yeah. it's just oh, a beast.
1: That's what I was telling people just at, with the opera. Like it yeah. was in some ways easy to shut down Right. But the, like, starting back up again is, like, the number of pieces to the j- the jigsaw puzzle. And it's not just, like, oh, you can just open next month. I mean, the amount of time it takes to, like, you know, build the sets and rehearsals. And, like, p- I don't think people quite, rea- like, who aren't in the industry realize that it's not right. the kind of thing that you can just flip a switch. It's, like, no. incredibly yeah, I mean, complicated. Every-
0: Check every yeah. machine mm-hmm. and computer and lighting yeah. instrument and cable yes. and you yeah. know, safety
1: and it's gonna take a lot of time of people yep. working very hard behind the scenes, but Absolutely. Very, not to mention wait. the, the people who really haven't performed wait. the role for, oh, yeah. for sure over a year, <laughs> sure. you know, right. sure. to, and probably sure,
0: yeah. and maybe haven't been singing or yep. you know, who knows? Or right. well,
2: it did have COVID and now what does what is their voice right. doing, right? right. Like, exactly. Right. All of the things. the things costume fittings for sure. In my end.
1: <laughs> no, right, exactly. Oh, cool. I was, I was to like, "It's definitely going to be, some work there, uh, letting uh, letting some costumes out. <laughs> maybe I'm taking it in. Sure.
2: Who knows? I, I, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> know. Maybe
1: maybe they're one of those people that really work. If it were, if it were me,
2: we'd be letting it out." <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: you know, it's it's yeah, it's a real thing that happened. Uh, I think every everyone probably had that collective moment. Maybe I mean, probably at different times, but that that you were like, oh, you know, when you don't wear like regular clothes. Oh sure, yeah, because there's no reason to put on like pants like that fit you, and then suddenly you do, and you're like, oh, they don't fit me anymore. Yeah. Um, this is a random question, and uh, this is, it's new. It's a new question, so we're going to try it out. Okay. Um, I really, uh, it, it's a two-parter. So what would you right now, Mary, say to your sort of 18 to 22-year-old self, like in, in terms of like advice, or would there just be a little, you know, tidbit of wisdom that you would give that person mm. at that point in your life?
2: Wow, that's a great question.
0: So the second part of that question is very related. So we'll, I'll, I'll tell you both of them in case okay. either of them, you know, and like I said, if you, it's tough because I feel like if someone asked me that question, I would just be like, Ugh, I have no idea. And, I, and then it would hit me like 30 <laughs> minutes later, you know, um, what would your 18 to 22 year old self say to you now?
2: Ooh, that's a good one, too. I think I would probably say to my 18 to 22 year old self, I I would give some real practical advice, which is like get a business degree to go along with that theater degree. Mm. <laughs> okay. In a, in a very real way. That's a good one. Um, yeah.
1: Because
2: yeah. I would say, you know, make sure you're socializing and making connections. Like that is real. Do that. But I was very lucky because our environment at K-State was, that is one of the things that kind of harbored was this like, friendships of working with people so you you developed that there that was like one of the solid things i can say they gave Mm. me um yeah that i didn't necessarily have before and that no one intended to give. that's just that environment so that was lucky yes right
0: that's a good one, and so is so is the, the the business part. I mean, I don't know if I would have listened to my oh, no. current self, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but at least say, you like, would have been told. <laughs> yeah, take yeah. an economics class <laughs> and learn how to balance your yeah. fucking budget or right. something. You know, anything at oh, that point. Um, yeah, but that's okay, okay.
2: Yeah, so that's the like practical. Non practical would be kind of what I naturally did. Ooh, now eighteen to twenty two to myself.
1: That's that's hard. That's hard one. I'm sitting one. here thinking, like, I'm not sure what I would say. I I know
0: that I would say, um, your mother was right, and you should you should sit up straight because oh. I'm because I'm still fucking slouchy. Always I'm slouchy, and I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> it's so difficult to admit when your mother was right, but every once in a while it happens, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but that's the only thing. Like, I haven't thought of it in terms of like, yeah, it feels like there's probably something
1: more. Mm. Um, yeah, you know like weighty wow yeah Um, i mean we've talked about at times in this podcast the like confidence of youth i think i would have my 18 year old tell me to just like stay confident that's probably what i would say yeah that's probably
2: true that's probably true and to i think my 18 year old self was a big dreamer and so i would Mm -hmm. say keep dreaming because i never would have guessed that i could have gotten where i've gotten so far i didn't even know it existed so yeah just to keep dreaming and keep reaching for the next thing keep asking questions absolutely and and find that thing that makes you happy right it's worth it yeah it's worth it if you can find it
0: that's a that's a that's so true. Like the keep dreaming thing mm-hmm. is something. And I mean, we talk about this, it's not, it, you know, it's like the, the, um, we lose our creativity as we age, you know, we lose our imagination. We, 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 we start adhering to all of these well, And I just parts also of society. Think like,
1: Oh my God, I was so am- ambitious and just like hell bent right. on doing the things that I wanted to do. And sometimes I think like, would I do that now? Like, I don't know if I would. And so, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, Maintaining and, and taking risks. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: like be yeah, I think that that sort of infallibility or the 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 notion of and we've talked about this a lot with different people of the idea that, you know, ignorance is bliss or or you have this sort of like bull in a china shop feeling or or you're not aware of it, of course, when you're young that you're just like, oh, of course, I can do this. And at some point you, you you start. Checking yourself like more and more And more about that I, lo- I love that yes. right. Keep yeah. dreaming
2: Keep dreaming that's probably right. actually that's... one of the things About being a parent that is Like advantageous right now Because I watch Aurora Just discover everything brand new mm. And it's Yeah it's good keep dreaming
0: um, There is a Quote that I just added to my um, My uh, Little signature that I love It is oh gosh that's not it <laughs> it's powerful. That's it's not powerful. It at all. It's, been, <laughs> it, it's Anne Lamott. Do you uh, do you both know uh, Anne Lamott by chance? I
2: heard uh, her name.
1: Yeah, I was like, a, I'm getting some name she, recognition there. She yeah. wrote.
0: Um, I mean, she's probably most known for this book called. Uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Something the birds. Why am I not thinking of what it's called? It's called Wow. I'm sold. Um, Yep, your soul is great. We are really doing well here. So this is the quote. Um, If we stay where we are, where we're stuck, where we're comfortable and safe, we die there. We become like mushrooms living in the dark with poop up to our chins. If you want only what you already know, you're dying, so I mean that's no. a really kind of dark way of of, <laughs> I mean, of saying it's keep dreaming. Gets treading. the job done, right. it <laughs>
2: does yeah. <laughs> it might be the adult version yeah. of yourself exactly. <laughs>
1: it's saying it's adult keep dreaming. What was it? The um, up to your eyeballs and shit, or
0: something? What up to it? your eyeballs, yeah, up to your neck and poop. Okay. I love okay. the fact okay. that she uses the word poop. Also, it yeah, makes that's, me laugh. That's a good she she has yeah. a she has a sense Wait, of a, a fun sense yeah. of humor. Yeah, that's fun as a writer. So all right all right um is there oh wait we should talk about should we talk Uh about share should we talk about the share show before we or is that let's you start you go ahead
1: (laughs) oh i'm so i am so confused this is a well oiled machine well we're 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 we're, moving on
0: we're moving on and i know you will want to come back to hear more from mary Johnston rutherford specifically about a musical that she absolutely loves. Talk to you soon.